So how are investors really feeling about the current market taking on risk? Caleb Silver knows editor-in-chief, Investopedia. Caleb, great to have you on your Investopedia reader survey for the month of March. Has some very interesting data. I know that you compile this, so why don't you let us know what the readers are telling you? Good to be with you, Nicole, and good to see you in New York City again. Well, they are more bullish than they've been all year. And as you know, because I've been visiting with you every time we run this survey, they've been bullish the entire time. Maybe they slipped a little bit in April, last April, when things got really scary, and then around the elections a little bit. But right now, their bullishness is at an all-time high. More bulls than at a Garth Brooks concert right now, Nicole, because they feel like this stimulus plus low interest rates and relatively tame inflation, as we learned again this morning, is a recipe for higher gains. So they're leaning into stocks and they think that they're going to return, by and large, uh, single to double digit returns in 2021. A very bullish crowd that has remained bullish this entire episode a year in, and they think we're on to more gains. So again, very optimistic. It's amazing because um, I see where they're coming from and I definitely have that sense. And how much of this is a lagging indicator? Uh, because we did have sort of a blip, right, where uh, last week, right, it was a little, it was a different story a little bit. Do we wait for that in the next reading, or do you think that people are still feeling pretty bullish overall? And I would understand why. No, we closed the survey last night, so this is as fresh as can be. This I started oh, okay. Good point. last week. Right. Because interest rates were spiking and because we start, we had the Labor Department, the jobs report, I wanted to sort of bring in people. Also, we had the one year anniversary. So a year later, where do we stand now that we know all of these things, knowing all these things? And this is an active investor group, Nicole, as you know, these are about 1.5 million daily readers of our newsletters who've been actively managing their own portfolios for years. These are not 18-year-olds, these are, you know, 20 to 75-year-olds right in the middle there, and they're very active and very engaged. And they do feel like, even though they've been taking on some cryptocurrency and they feel like that could be a little bit of a bubble, stocks are the place to be, stocks and ETFs, and they think that they're going to be gains. About 70% are expecting gains of anywhere from 5 to 15% in 2021. Ah, okay. Well, that's, you know, I love that you tell me you closed this last night. I mean, you couldn't have fresher data. That's, ex that's exciting, Caleb. How about the impact of the vaccine rollout, which now is looking much better, right? Absolutely. And I think that's a big part of the confidence. I think that's a big part of the confidence in the overall stock market, as you know, as we see, as you know, it every day on your show, people are confident because the, the economic rebound is going to accelerate very quickly from here. And hopefully that means we're going to get reopenings of businesses, especially that employ folks in the services sector, which has been the most hard hit. But the vaccine rollout has been huge. The fact that inflation, for some reason, except for everything we spend money on, Nicole, is pretty tame, uh, is pretty good news to them, too. And then we got about $1.9 trillion going going out in the next two to three weeks that will be spent and will be invested in the stock market, if you believe some of the other surveys out there. A lot of money went into the stock market last June, July, when we got the first round of payments. A lot went in in early January after the second round. Now we're getting another round to Americans who qualify. A lot of them intend to put it back in the stock market because they think that that's where the gains are. They have no reason to believe anything else, given what they saw in 2020 and in 2019. So it's interesting you have um, how risky is your current investment portfolio. So they're willing to take the risk because they think the returns are single or double digit percentage gains. Is that for the S&P 500 or particular stocks or how do you yeah. quantify that? 
Yeah, it's for the S&P 500. That's how we frame the question. But we always ask them what their favorite stocks are. We've been asking them this actually for years, but in terms of this survey since last March, and they've basically remained the same. And they look very similar to the NASDAQ 100 or the QQQ. These are very popular stocks, Amazon, uh, Apple, Tesla, of course. And of course, you have some folks who like cannabis stocks and the dividend plays. But it looks like a very general, straightforward portfolio. So I think they're very bullish on where they've been and the stock market and the companies they've owned around the stock market for the last couple of years. And like I said, a lot of these folks have been investing for 20 or 30 years and are still yeah. very aggressive right now because they feel like we're going to have more gains in front of us. Well, you, you can't blame them, right? Because it was the decade of the rally that was hated or the wall of worry. And the QQQ and all of these other names that you just mentioned just kept going up, 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 up. And now, while we're still talking about valuation concerns, are, are you seeing people talking about any sort of bubbles of any sort? Just in Bitcoin, Nicole, and we asked them that question very specifically. Ah. Is it in the stock market? Is it in SPACs? Is it in IPOs? Is it in ETFs? Is it in cannabis? Or is it in Bitcoin? And the only place they really felt it was in Bitcoin, even though many of them have been buying cryptocurrency in the last year and benefiting from the rise in price there. But Nicole, did you know that today's the anniversary of the 2009 low in the stock market? Look how far we've come. Again, you mentioned it, the wall of worry. We've been climbing that since 2008, 2009. And if you worried every time you saw uh, you know, spikes or you saw yields climb, people would have missed out on about a 500% return. Wow, that's pretty interesting as well. I love how when you bring me these, uh, I, I say a fun fact, but I, I can't even say that about 2009 because that was a terrible, terrible time for folks. When they got to pick from Bitcoin SPACs and other you know, things that you have on there as far as the bubbles, could they pick multiple things or they had to pick the one they thought was the most pertinent? They they, they could pick multiples. So what you're seeing ah. there's people sort of ranking them in terms of what they thought would right. be in that what they thought was in the biggest bubble. So we gave them a few choices. That's very there. interesting. But we have a lot of respondents, you know, over 1,200 respondents who get right on this as soon as we send it out. We have such a responsive and smart audience that they tell us right away how they feel. So I love the fact that we can send it out and get it back in three days and know, get a pretty good finger on the pulse of what they're feeling. They got multiple choices there and they got multiple choices across a lot of these answers in terms of uh, how much do they see the S&P gaining in this year, where the biggest bubbles are, how much they're leaning into their portfolios. Again, a very active and smart investor, individual investor base that have been doing a lot of educational work with us for years. And they're very bullish. And I think, as you know, when everyone's feeling bullish, something may be wrong and that might be a time to get a little bit cautious. But we're seeing this sentiment across almost every survey you see right now as investors are all in. Like I said, it's it's like a rodeo out there with the bulls. And, and look on there. I see commodities is near the bottom, right? And emerging markets is near the bottom. And commodities have had quite the run of late. But this is the newest, freshest information. So people are still willing to uh, put some money in that area. I like the people who say they don't think there's any bubbles at all, um, right? Those are the true bulls out there. And, and the bullishness can be a contrarian indicator, to your point. Can we talk about some names that you're following very closely? Are these some reopening trades? Are these names you like or um, some of these sure. hotels and others? 
Sure. So I like looking at stocks making all-time highs. I do it every day. And I also look at stocks making all-time lows. Well, lately, it's been more stocks making all-time highs. And of course, it's the stocks you probably think about in a recovery sector. But I wanted to look at the sort of the offbeat, a little bit of an offbeat travel stock. So we went traveling. We hit the road with Winnebago, which I think, and I'm not recommending these. I'm just fascinated by how well they're doing. We thought Winnebago might not do as well when the recovery trade happened because we're going to start flying again. Absolutely not. The stock hit an all-time high yesterday, hitting on all cylinders. It's been hitting all time highs since last summer. As you remember, I was on the show talking about it then, and that's fascinating to us. We're also looking at Marriott Vacations, not Marriott, the hotel chain that everybody's aware of, but Marriott Vacations, which is the timeshare hitting all-time highs as well. Had a very, very difficult 2020, as you can imagine, but the uh, anticipation of folks locking in their timeshares for the next couple of years has that stock at an all-time high. We also looked at Wyndham Resorts. Again, this is the La Quintas and, the, and some of the other properties. Wyndham Resorts, not the first place you think of when you think about the big hotel chains, but huge and doing very well, hitting all-time highs in anticipation of strong bookings. Horrible 2020, things started to get better a few months ago. Now they're seeing their booking rates resume back to 2019 levels. And last but not least, uh, Bally Resorts. The resort stocks, I mean, the gaming stocks have been absolutely blisteringly hot. Uh, Bally's has a lot of physical casinos, I think in seven states, 11 casinos, but they also just got the NBA uh, uh, online gambling license to do that. So these are stocks not exactly what you think of when you think of the recovery right. trade, but just around the surface of it. And they're doing extremely well right now and prospects look pretty good. Ah, exciting. And Winnebago, new high there. That, that's um, showing us some real trends, no doubt. Caleb, just a quick thought. What, what terms are people looking up lately? So remember when they were looking up foreclosures and uh, forget it. What, what are they looking up now? Well, Market anxiety, investor anxiety has reduced a lot, as you can imagine, because we're screaming higher to higher highs here, even though we have that, those rising treasury yields. But today, they're looking up why why uh, why stocks get halted for trading, as we saw with GameStop, got halted a couple of times. They're also looking up reverse splits. So they're looking up practical stuff within the market. And a lot of these day trading memes have brought a lot of new visitors to our site, and they're looking up things for the first time. Short selling, short squeeze, margin call, the things you would expect new traders to, to want to learn as they get their hands dirty in this market. Reverse split as they're looking at GE today. Wow, good stuff. As always, Caleb Silver bringing us the very latest on some investor trends. Very useful. Thank you so much, Caleb Silver, editor-in-chief, Investopedia.